We're all made up of energy. Everything in the world, nature, plants, animals, and people. And our energy plays a critical role in the direction our life goes. Welcome to Teach Me Something New. I'm your host, Britt Morin, and this is a production of iHeartRadio and Britt Co. All my life, everyone's told me I should focus on being good at one thing. But the truth is, I'm curious about a lot of things. But how do you learn about everything? The answer? Make the world's best experts teach you in less than an hour. So come along with me as we all learn something new. In today's episode, we're chatting with holistic health coach and master yoga teacher, Koya Webb. Known as a transformational specialist, Koya's celebrity clients have included Stevie Wonder and P. Diddy. Today, she's going to teach us different techniques to harness our own energy, from breath work, unlocking our chakras, and even smudging? <laughs> okay, Ange, um, how in tune are you with your energy? What, are you even, what does that even mean to you? Oh my you? gosh. I mean, I think that I've been getting more in tune with my energy while spending more time at home because I'm just more, I honestly have more space and stillness to focus on good energy in the household. What does energy mean to you though? Like, is it something you feel? Is it like a voice inside you? I feel like it's two things. I feel like it's something that I feel coming from within like the center of my being, but also something I'm taking in. So I feel like, you know, when I go for walks, I feel like I'm in a very good energetic state. But when I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, I'm I'm good sitting in my closet recording a podcast too. But, <laughs> but totally. you know what I mean? What about you? I think I've become more in touch with my energy the older I've gotten and the more like quiet and and chill I've gotten. But like stillness helps me really understand how I feel. I guess this is what meditation sort of is. But I also feel like I can read other people's energy more easily now too. It's like it's like that moment of grounding yourself to really feel what they're channeling and <laughs> a lot of people around me in the entrepreneurial world have all different types of highs and lows of energy. So it's very important as a CEO and an entrepreneur to know how to channel that energy. I also feel like it's because we're in this unfiltered state of being a little bit more. I feel like energy is even more important and sort of figuring out how you can center that within yourself. Do you believe in the power of crystals? Let's talk about crystals a little bit. Wow. It's so funny because we live in Mill Valley, California, and there's a little crystal shop downtown next to the flower shop. And my children thought the crystals were just so beautiful that they wanted to buy them. And I don't even think they knew what it meant. But I was reading all the connotations of them. And I was like, is this real? And now I don't know if it's real or not, but I just have one by my bed. I don't know. I'm just hoping it like blesses me with like positive, creative luck and charm and everything it said (laughs) on the note that I got. I don't know. Do you have crystals? Um, So I don't. Well, I have a couple of crystals, but mostly I have, I used to collect rocks and minerals and crystals when I was a kid. Of course, the same reason as your kids. I just thought they were beautiful. And they're all in a caboodle. And I still have the caboodle. And I have to believe there's good energy in that caboodle. (laughs) Well, any caboodle has good energy in it. So you're already ahead of the game there. Um, What about saging your house? Huge fan. Huge fan of sage. Oh, my gosh. I've never saged. We have a sage bundle on our counter, like next to our keys. 
for at any point. What does that even mean? It's like a little, you know, like a little package of sage tied up with twine and we light it up. Light it up. When? Like when you're having a bad day um, and you just no. need to shed so, some bad energy? So, I, mean, tra- I don't know. I guess in my experience, it's like when you move into a new place or go through like a big change or something like that. But then lately, I think since having our second kid, we are saging things all the time. When she was going through her four-month sleep regression, we were like, maybe we'll sage the space she's sleeping in. Like, let's sage all the doorways. Let's sage everything. Or even, I mean, just on Monday, we saged the whole house because my what? my toddlers started being afraid that bears and wolves are coming into the house in the night. And I've told her that they don't sleep in here. Here are the people that, you know, here are the creatures that sleep in our house. Bears and wolves aren't, you know, they don't sleep in here. So then I decided, well, maybe I should just sage her space and reset it for her and like give her good energy. I'm so mind blown (laughs) that I've known you for over a decade and I never knew you were such a sager. It's kind of new. It's kind of like a parenthood thing for me. It's like the second kid came in and so did the sage. (laughs) I have way more questions about the sage and so many other things. So um, I think it's time to get our zen on. I am so excited to chat with today's guest, Koya Webb, who is here to teach us how to harness our energy and improve our holistic health. Welcome, Koya. Thank you so much for having me. You all are hilarious. (laughs) We're going to get into sage for sure. But before that, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what made you decide to get into holistic health? What does that even mean? Well, I started off like much like you. I had no idea. I'm a Southern girl. I really, I had no idea about yoga, sage, crystals. I didn't even know what avocado was, to be honest. Like (laughs) Wow. I don't eat that much fat and now I eat avocados every day. So I had no idea and I was running track and field and I got injured. And my life really went from, I want to go to the Olympics and win a gold medal and teach people to live a healthy and active lifestyle to what am I going to do with my life? Like, what am I literally, what am I going to do? Everything that I do is track and field. And so I got sent to the counselor and the counselor said, try yoga. And I'm like, is that another religion? I mean, I can't, what do you mean yoga? Like, how is that going to help me? I feel like I don't want to be here anymore. And she was like, trust me, try it. So I went to yoga. And when I went to yoga, the teacher, first of all, let's just talk about how intimidated I was. I could do none of those, but I couldn't even touch my toes. So once I got over my intimidation of yoga and the teacher came to me, she said, just breathe. And she connected me with my breath. And from there, my whole life shifted. I got more mindful about the mental and the physical benefits of yoga. I ended up healing my body, winning my conference um, track meet, and deciding later on that, wow, you know what? I think I want to study more about yoga. And I ended up getting my yoga teacher training certification and becoming a full-time yoga teacher. Wow. That's an incredible story. But before we get into it a little bit deeper, can you explain what energy means to you? Because I think most people consider energy like what caffeine makes you feel like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like how hyperactive are you or not? Like I'm sleepy or I have energy. It's like black and white. What does energy mean to you though? Uh, well, energy, we're all made up of energy, everything in the world, nature, plants, animals, and people. And our energy plays a critical role in the direction our life goes because however we move in the world, we're energetically moving. You know, when you wake up, sometimes you wake up with a lot of energy or no energy. So depending on how you wake up, 
it alters the trajectory of your entire day. So that positive energy, it affects others in a specific way. And the negative energy also affects people in a specific way. So throughout life, the more we're capable of understanding our energy, our triggers, how our energy affects others, the more we can really change and alter the direction of our life, despite what we go through, which is really important right now. So just to make sure I'm hearing you correctly, there's almost like long-term energy and short-term energy. Like maybe short-term is like, I'm feeling sleepy right now, but then you have your, but you also have this long-term energy, which is like my energy out to the world, um, sort of beyond whether I'm sleepy or energetic, right? Um, From going for a run or something like that. That is a good way to look at it, but energy is all one. It's all the same. So if you're sleepy, it means you need to rest and recover so that the next day you can have more energy. So your energy speaks to you. So if you're not getting enough, let's say food, food is energy because everything is energy, right? And you might need more food. Think of a baby. It may need more food. It might need more water. And you have to figure out what do I need to increase my energy? And the answer is not always coffee. It's not. It's just not. You might use what you guys said earlier. Maybe it's crystals. Maybe it's, you know, there are different things and we can use nature. We can use so many different things to boost our energy and we can actually just rest and let our energy recharge itself like a battery. And there's also things that can take our energy down like violence, trauma, and things like that. It actually makes our energy go the opposite way. The more of those negative energy things we feel, the more we will have to recharge ourselves even more to get back up to a healthy, energetic balance. And a lot of people call that your base vibration. So energy, if you think of it as all one, but there are things that can affect your personal energy positively or negatively. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about positive and negative energy and balancing energy, because I think something that has come up in some of our conversations is that you kind of need all the feelings, right? And all the emotions. And I think that energy, you know, maybe is included there where you need to feel it all. How do you recommend people balance their energy? What advice or, you know, tips do you have for harnessing it? That is such a great question. And I feel people can balance their energy first by acknowledging where they are. And like you said, you want to feel all the feelings. Feel all the feelings because if you're sad, angry, fearful, that is feedback on you needing more positive energy, right? But if you say, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm okay. It's fine. It's fine. Then you haven't given yourself to give yourself that positive deposit that you need to actually get your vibration back up. And then you get lower and lower and lower. And you might take pills. You might do all these things to suppress But really, you just need to get loved up. You just need to get more love energy in your body. Maybe you need to talk about something that's hurting you. Maybe you need to address something. There are all these things that can raise your vibration and bring the positive energy. So positive energy is different for everyone. And I I have what I call your love bank. I speak about it in my book, Let Your Fears Make You Fears. Everyone needs to have a love bank. And in that love bank, you write on a sheet of paper 10 things that bring you joy. It could be going out in nature, playing with animals, singing your favorite song, dancing, whatever it is, put it in there. And when you feel something hurts you, make you sad, anything like that, you do something that brings you joy. That's how you stay in balance. Because if you have too many things that pull out of your love bank, what happens? You're broke. 
which means you have no energy and you have no zest for life. And you have to keep steadily filling up your love bank so that your energy stays at a balanced level. So if you look at your energy levels like a bank, and you can put in positive deposits or you can make withdrawals and people can also, and positive like a baby, that's a positive, a baby's a positive, but it can take a lot of love. It takes a lot of love to love a brand new baby and you have to fill yourself back up. That's why so many parents get exhausted because they're doing all this work and it's a positive, but it's still a draw from energy. Like it's like stress, stress is stress. Whether you're buying a house or someone hits your car, it's stressful your energy is still gone and you have to fill it back up. So it's all about balancing your energy by making positive deposits more than you have negative deposits. Wait, I love the idea of a love yeah, bank. Yeah, I'm so, what is I'm in so your, into love bank. <laughs> um, I want to know, Koya and Ange, what is in your love bank? Ange, you go first. <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to think about it. I'm just entering this concept in my mind. I feel like in my love bank is like moments, right? It's like, being in the sunshine with my family, like going into the ocean and have it be freezing and loving that and stuff like that. It's sort of the, I mean, if you're, if I'm doing improv love bank right now. <laughs> I'm like the opposite. I'm like, I am every solo activity, a solo bath, getting to read a chapter of a book by myself with no kid interruption is a love bank. <laughs> like A nap is a love <laughs> bank. I don't know. Koya, what about you? Yes, you guys got it. In my love bank, dancing. I love to just turn on my favorite tunes. Music, music. I love music. Sometimes I want to listen to Caribbean, sometimes uh, just some jazz, sometimes hip hop, whatever. So music is in my love bank. Dancing is in my love bank. Bubble baths in my love bank. A good book, a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have a podcast. It's called Get Loved Up. And so you chat with experts from around the world about self-care. And I'm actually curious... What are some of the most interesting things you've learned from these conversations? Are there themes that keep popping up? Mm, absolutely. I think the theme that keeps popping up is people feeling like at some point they're going to have it all figured out. And what you realize after you listen to four or five episodes of my podcast, because I'm interviewing people that have been very successful in life, you realize that we're all going through something and no one's ever going to have it all figured out are all the right answers, but we all have challenges in life. We all have different challenges in life. And life is not meant to be lived perfectly. And it's not meant to be without challenges. But I feel like what I've learned from all of my guests is how they specifically and uniquely face their challenges and how they can also maintain their peace despite their challenges. This life is all about you know, balancing your energy, learning about how you can go through these challenges and the challenges in the end, even though they might be really hard and suck at some point, in the end, they'll make you stronger. And I think that is kind of the positive thing that comes out. And at the end, I always ask people, how do you get loved up? So how do you, how do you love yourself? How do you love others? How do you love the world? And I think each person gives a different way that they love themselves, that they love others and, and that they love the world. And I think that's what makes us beautiful. I love that. We're going to shift gears to chakras. So actually, I'm not, unlike y'all, I'm not from the South or from a Christian upbringing. I've been hearing about chakras for my whole life. I'm Indian. I'm Hindu. But I feel like I've never really known what they are. It's sort of a word that's been tossed around in a concept. So Koya, I'd love to hear from you. What exactly is a chakra and how does it connect us with our spiritual self? Mm, I love chakras. I feel like it's the biggest secret that I didn't know with my Southern upbringing. I was like, oh, but I have so much 
you know, control when I thought I had none, you know, you know, we always have a sense of, you know, we never, it's uncertainty, right? But with knowing about your chakras, which are your body's energy centers, it really can help you feel more empowered about life because you learn how to ground in and balance yourself with nature. So even though you're going through a bit of chaos, you can main, maintain some sense of empowerment. So these energy centers, if you will, um, they help regulate all of the body's processes. And there are seven, seven main chakras, and they are positioned from the base of the spine to the top of the head. Each chakra has its own vibrational frequency, its own color, its own body function, and it influences our emotions. So once you get to know your chakras, you can identify when they're blocked, when they are, you know, really taking a hit. Let's say, say you have something to say and you know you need to say it, but you're not saying it. Then you can develop a blockage in your throat chakra. But as soon as you say the thing, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can speak. I don't have that lump in my throat. What just happened? Well, you unblocked your throat chakra. You know, sometimes we get that gut feeling like, oh, my stomach is hurting. This is not right. I'm feeling funny. And we don't listen to it. But as soon as we leave that situation or do something, it goes away. Well, those are our chakras, our energy centers at work, speaking to us at all times. So once you learn your chakras, you have more self-knowledge. Knowledge. And when you have that, you can learn to balance yourself and really increase your energy where you need it. Let's say we're in a time where we feel uncertain. We don't feel grounded. Well, that's, that's located at your root. That resonates at the root chakra. So what can you do? Maybe instead of being a nomad, you get an apartment. And so now you're grounded and now you can make decisions better. You have better mental clarity because also all the chakras are energy centers are connected. So when we learn about these chakras, we learn our authentic voice of our bodies and things become clear. So when your chakras are blocked, it can cause physical discomfort. It can cause pain, distress. And then when they're unblocked, you can feel like, okay, life makes sense now. But how do you know if it's blocked? Like, do I feel like a pain somewhere or is it an emotional pain or... I feel lost, like you mentioned. Well, you don't necessarily always feel it. I mean, I can basically take you through each one and kind of give you some examples. Let's say for the root. The root chakra is, you're going to have a feeling of just not feeling grounded. And usually people feel this way, like if they're traveling a lot or if they don't have a place, if they don't have a home, if they're homeless, or if they're staying in a place where there's a lot of chaos, they don't feel like you can really ground. I don't know if anyone can relate, but if you've ever felt like, I just don't feel at home. I don't feel safe. So it has to do with safety, security. And when you feel like that, it affects the way you move in life. It affects pretty much everything. And your root, it, every chakra, every energy center builds on that. So if you do something like, let's say like a child's pose and you're grounding in your yoga practice. So I teach people to go into child's pose and just breathe and see yourself as safe and secure. So just doing that on the yoga mat and having them feel safe and secure energetically, again, we go back to the energy, right? I'm raising their vibration and helping them feel safe and secure on their mat. So when they go out in life, they can take that energy and find a stable place. But if they never had that moment to sit and feel what they want to experience in life, then their energy is such at a low, they can't really manifest uh, what they want in their life. But once they feel, oh, I feel safe and secure and, and stable on my mat, they go out in the world and they're like, yeah, I think I feel so good they are going to attract good things like getting house offers, being at the right place in the right time. 
you move to the sacral chakra and it does the same thing. Yeah. So there's seven, is that right? There's seven chakras and they kind of start in your pelvic bone and go all the way to your head. Exactly. Seven main chakra. There are more, but the seven main ones are the ones that I normally focus on and they're great for beginners to learn. What's the easiest way that maybe a non-believer of chakras can become a believer? Like, is there an exercise they can do or something? I think to make you a believer, I think the best thing to do is to check out one of my chakra meditations and feel it for yourself. It's all about breathing and going through each of them and also noticing when you feel that you know lump in your throat or you feel like a gut feeling like something's not right or if you don't feel grounded and then you do the work on your chakras. It's in my book, uh, page 99. I go to it almost <laughs> every day, you know, take people through it. But when you actually practice the things that I suggest in the book and you notice that, oh my God, they made a big difference. That's when you become a believer. You actually have to apply it and practice it. And then when you feel it happening in your life, you're going to believe it. Okay. 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 I'm going to try Be a believer. I'm, <laughs> I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's things I haven't even heard about. And I feel like I have lived in California for like 15 years. I should know these things. But smudging, the smudging is not something I actually know much about. Um, chakras, I was like partially like knowledgeable about. But smudging is new for me. So what is smudging? I love that you're asking about smudging because there's a lot of like woo-woo around, you know, the energy center, the chakra, the smudging, all these things. But when you think of smudging, what it is, it's basically a symbolic exercise that is found in Native American traditions and other indigenous cultures. And it involves burning of sacred herbs to fill your space with a fragrance and a cloud of smoke so that it can clear it of negative energy. Wait, this is sage. Exactly. Ah, It's all full circle. It's all full circle. (laughs) Smudging is all you, Angie. But that's not the only thing. Sage is just the most popular. Sage, Palo Santo. There are a lot of sacred herbs that you can burn. And all you're doing, you're bringing the energy of nature into your home. Same thing with crystals. You're bringing the energy of these plants into your home. And that's why it changes the vibration. It changes and enhances the energy. Whereas if you have stale, toxic energy, someone just came through your house smoking or cursing or just like in a funk, it shifts the energy, whether it's valid or not, Mm -hmm. it shifts the energy. So bringing these holy plants, crystals and things, it brings the energy 
back positive. Again, positive to positive. Put crystals in your love bank. Put smudging in your love bank. Put all these things in your love bank because they help balance out your positive energy in your space, in your home, in your car, wherever you do it. So obviously I'm a huge fan of sage. Uh, (laughs) But can you talk to us about all of the different herbs or, you know, sort of the ones that you recommend, including sage and what you would say they should be used for in terms of their healing powers? Mm, well, I love sage. Sage is definitely one of my favorite ones. And the way you can do it, a lot of people take the whole bundle <laughs> and burn the whole thing, but actually you don't need to do that. You can actually take one little leaf because it's going to last longer and burn that leaf and it can fragrant your whole place with this cloud of smoke. And it will last you a lot longer because now it's so popular and so many people are using sage and Palo Santo that, you know, they're, you know, it's affecting our sage and Palo Santo supply. So not only, and at Palo Santo also, it's a wood. If you want to clear your space of negative energy, you burn the sage. And if you want to bring in the positive energy, the Palo Santo, which I also, it's also one of my favorite. So it's dousing your home, your car with positive energy. Um, And I usually use them both. I usually use sage at the beginning of my practice. And then at the end of my practice, I'll bring in the Palo Santo. I do it with every new moon and full moon. I do it with friends and family. But in my home, anytime there's bad energy, I feel in a funk, anything that makes my energy dip, I'm whipping out. (laughs) You know those memes where I have the girl whipping out the sage and saging everybody before they walk in the house? That's kind of me, but I don't sage people down. I just sage my whole home when people enter and when people leave so that the energy stays down. Where do you, do you grow sage and literally pick it and burn it? Or how does, where do you get the, all of these different things? So sage has to be dried. So it's actually like the dried herb because sage is a plant and it is something that it grows like all over the world and you can grow your own sage. Absolutely. I'm actually starting my own garden on my patio, Nice, but (laughs) it takes a while because the plant has to grow and then you have to dry it. And then after you dry it, then you can burn it to get the fragrance from it. Got it. Otherwise, do you recommend like diffusers or, or something else? I love essential oils. Um, They're a little bit more eco-friendly. And so I love having my essential oils. I love lavender and peppermint and lemon and lime. And I'm just a, I am definitely a diffuser uh, person. I also have Palo Santo in a bottle. So I also spray it as well. I feel like just having a wealth of places that you get and making sure you're getting your products from a sustainable source. And then I um, usually buy essential oils. And those are the main things I use for aromatherapy. And studies have proven like how powerful aromatherapy is. So I feel like everyone should use a little aromatherapy, whether it's with smudging or with essential oils, um, but non-toxic. Like if you get into perfumes and artificial flavors, those actually hurt our lungs and can be very toxic. Oh, good to know. We're going to move on to crystals soon, but one more question about smudging. So if someone's, you know, smudge or sage curious, how would someone start? You know, how would they sort of not feel silly about it? Oh, well, I think the first way is just to know, just treat it as an experiment. Like, no, look, they were talking about this on the podcast. I'm just going to try this out. I always tell people just to have fun with it and just take it with a grain of salt. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. And then when it does, just be wild because this is my whole life. Like my whole life is like, "Mm, I don't know about this stuff. And now I'm so mind blown. (laughs) 
Okay, so let's move to crystals. So I think that a lot of people are skeptical about the power of crystals and don't really get how they work or how to use them and what the benefits are. So what do you use them for? And how would you sort of introduce someone to the power of crystals? Ugh, crystals. Crystals are so sacred. They are the gems of the earth. It's so much of the earth coming together and getting through pressure, right? Getting through challenges in order to create them. That's why they have so much energy. And so when you bring these crystals into your home, you get the energy that they have within them from being through so much of the earth's pressure. And as, again, we're all energy. And just think the strongest people in your life, what? They've been through the most crap, okay? And you're like, how are they so resilient? And then you ask them their life story, and you're like, oh my God, okay, got it. That's crystals. If you want to think of it like that, like crystals have been through a lot to become beautiful. Think about like how we make diamonds, you know? And so, and that's why they're so, so revered. And so when you bring them into your house, into your home, you're just putting that positive energy around you, like putting a positive person around you. Okay, wait, but I do have a carnelian crystal. So can you tell me about what that means? And are there a ton of different types of crystals? Do we need all of them? Do we need one type? There are tons of different types of crystals, and I love carnelian. Carnelian was my main crystal for a long time, and it's all about standing in your power, allowing your intuition to lead you, all about like kind of really standing in your truth, standing in your power. And I think it's really important for people who feel like they're always listening to others' opinions and like, what do you think? What do you think? Now, carnelian helps you be like, no, what do you think? <laughs> what do you feel? And it will really help you stand, empower you and help you stand in your power. So besides surrounding your entire home and life with crystals, <laughs> how do you suggest someone uses them? Is it like something where you would hold a crystal? Would you like have it in your purse? I've always wondered or is this. It just like, do I like rub it yeah, on my body? Is, it just, or is it just like you have them around and you access their energy when you need it? Like, you know, we, we need the how-to. You're asking the right person, but it might be a little, I am extreme. First, before I give you all these, like I am an extreme crystal lover. I sleep with crystals. I put crystals in my drinking water. I have crystals in my plants. You can Ooh. put things like selenite and quartz crystal in your plants and they will like same plant, get the same plant at the same time. Put a crystal by one. Don't put another crystal by the other. Watch them grow differently. <gasps> that will help you be a believer in crystals. Do I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. Challenging everyone listening, do the crystal test, do the crystal plant test. And like they can help you relieve anxiety. They can boost creativity. Um, Rose quartz helps, helps you heal your heart. Ooh. Can you talk about what you use for anxiety and stress in particular? Because it's 2020 and that's a real thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So I love, love um, blue agate. And I feel like that's a great one because a lot of times we have stress and anxiety, you're not speaking out. And I also, you know, recommend journaling um, and writing out how you feel if you can't speak, if you can't talk, um, have your um, blue lace agate or also, I love, love, love amethyst because it also helps you follow your intuition. Blue agate, I think, is a great one to help you kind of speak your truth and communicate so that you can let things go, say things that need to be said so that you can start to create the environment that you want in your life. Amazing. I'm going to buy more crystals. Uh, 
I'm wearing so many things. I know, after I know. Episode, I'm actually going to have to get out that caboodle. I definitely have tiger's eye. I definitely have rose quartz. <laughs> I have two amethyst necklaces. So now I think maybe I'll start wearing those. The caboodle needs to be set free, Ange. Like <laughs> the caboodle has this all this has been powerful too long. energy in it. I got to put the sage in there. You've too. not unlocked the caboodle. <laughs> like this is a big problem, I think, for you. I think this is symbolic of something. Okay, let's move to breath work because this is one I'm I'm super into, and I've witnessed the power of this so many times, especially when I am like about to go on live television in front of 5 million people on Good Morning America and it is so nerve-wracking and I do a box breathing exercise or something to just settle me down and I like zen into this, you know, TV segment. So tell me about breath work and what it does for you and your energy. Breath work is what really sold me on the whole yoga and holistic health lifestyle because I feel like breath is spirit. And I feel like we have it when we're born, the breath, we have spirit. And then when we leave this this earthly plane, we don't have it. You know, so it's like the spirit that lives within us, within our human experience. So to me, Whenever you're able to connect with breath, you're able to connect with your spiritual self, your soul self, your purpose, like why you're here. And a lot of times people go through life and they're like, they're not really breathing fully. They're not really super connected. It's like more like going through the motions and going through like family and going through social media and going through school and going through like ticking the boxes, right? And they are really not taking the time. And I myself included, like, we're not taking the time to really like check in with our soul and check in with our purpose and ask ourselves like, why am I doing what I do every day? And I feel like breath work brings you back. And so whether it's getting ready to like go on TV or waking up for your day, breath work aligns you with your soul. Breath work aligns you with your purpose. What are the ways that you use breath? Is it literally, what does that mean? Breathing in and out slowly or in a pattern? Like, can you take us through any exercises? Absolutely. So what's most important is that, you know, as we talked about before, breath gives you energy. And so when you breathe deeper, again, most of us breathe shallow. So when we breathe deeper, take a deep inhale and exhale, sigh it out. So that triggers our parasympathetic nervous system. And that is what we need to rest and digest. And that also lowers our stress levels because we're resting, we're digesting. But when we're not breathing deeply and when we're getting excited about what we're watching or getting excited because we're anxious about going on stage, that triggers our sympathetic, which is fight or flight. And that gives us revved up. And if we're revved up most of the time, it strains our energy, it strains our adrenals, and we get exhausted. But the more we trigger our parasympathetic, the rest and digest, the more we're able to relax, recover, digest our food, digest things that are happening to us, knowing these things and knowing ways that you don't even have to go out and buy crystals or sage or anything like that. Like when you have and learn how to use the power of your breath and the power of your chakras, your spiritual energy centers, then you can change the trajectory of, of your life and how you move through every day. What has this in in summary meant for you? Like, what is your energy like day to day right now compared to where it was before you started all this? I just feel more empowered. 
You know, it's not like I don't ever get triggered and I don't get in a funk or have a bad mood, but now I have so many tools that, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a businesswoman, you know, in wellness, of course, like I have a lot of, you know, things that fall through that don't work, dealing with different personalities. I have a team of like 14 women, you know, so I have used these tools to help me balance out my energy, help to help my team, to help my community, to help my family. I think when I was younger and this, I was like, I was so bogged down by just the heaviness of every single day. And, you know, being an empathic person, I'm very sensitive to energy. And there was a lot, like everyone's energy would affect me so deeply. And I just wanted to stop feeling, you know, but now with the power of my breath and all of these modalities that we spoke about today, I know if I do have an energy dip, then I know how to bring my energy back up. So more than anything, it's very empowering. I love, love that. It. Random anecdote. So I feel like I didn't focus on breathing until this comes back to motherhood. So my three-year-old started having tantrums and all the usual three-year-old stuff. And we got this book, Breathe, Bear, Bear, Breathe. I breathe, breathe like, like a, like a bear. bear. Oh, yeah. Breathe like I a bear. The link. Oh, so yeah. I'm obsessed with it. There's one breath that we reference all the time that I've actually started using. So it's a, it's the candle breath. And so you take in a big breath and then you don't blow out the candle three times. And then you do for the fourth breath. And it's, I mean, we use it to sort of like do a reset with Anoki, my older daughter, all the time. And I actually find myself doing it. So now it's part of our our bedtime routine. And it's become such a great tool for me as well. So I'm excited to take some of what you've taught us into our family routine as well. Before you go, if someone has never heard about any of this, so crystals, smudging, breathwork before today's episode, what is the one thing you want them to try this week? Mm, oh, I would say try the breath work. I would say try taking a deep inhale, hold the breath, and exhale. So this is called the three-part breath. You inhale for five seconds, you hold the breath for five seconds, and then you exhale for five seconds. Again, that is going to trigger their parasympathetic nervous system. It's going to help them rest and digest. And a lot of times we're under a lot of stress. So if they don't take anything else from this podcast, which we gave a lot, (laughs) then I would say do the three-part breath anytime you're feeling stress, anytime you're feeling anxiety, anytime you're worried, anytime you have a big decision to make, maybe even before you go on stage or like have a really important phone call, just do that. And that's going to connect you with your purpose and connect you with your spirit. And you're going to feel a lot better and more energized. I love it. I'm such a fan. Koya, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you to learn more? You can find me at koyaweb.com and you can find my book, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce, How to Turn Common Obstacles into Seeds for Growth on anywhere books are sold. Thanks so much, Koya. We can't wait to try all these new techniques. Thank you so much for having me. You all do so much to uplift and inspire and just help us have a good time. So thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to Teach Me Something New, a production of iHeartRadio and Brit Co. I'm your host, Britt Morin. Find more information about each episode at Brit.co slash listen. You can also find me on social media. I'm at Brit or follow us at Brit and Co. Special shout out to my co-host, Ange, who you can find on Instagram at Angelica Temple. 
Teach Me Something New is executive produced by Christine Swore and Ali Perry with additional production and sound design by Aaron Kaufman. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next time.